Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. This is a podcast in partnership with Sowetan Live. I'm Rams Mabote, your host. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail, a sitting president sleeping on cash, literally, a cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail, or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. As Zulu adage goes, Loosely translated, it means even in death, people laugh. For the past two weeks, singer Zandile Kumalo took to the witness stand in the Senzo Meiwa murder trial and by golly did she deliver some of the most hilarious moments of this case, which is now in its second iteration. Not since the departure of the now disbarred Malesela Tefo. Have we had so many light moments in a trial of a murder that left the nation shattered when and since it happened in 2014? While Tefo's gaffes were mostly in his exchanges with the previous presiding officer, Justice Chifua Maumela, the intrepid Miss Kumalo did not spare her eye and quips towards the defense attorneys, oh, sorry, they're called advocates of the five accused. Things were seemingly going swimmingly well for one of the defense lawyers, advocate Charles Mnisi, when he thought he had cornered Miss Kumalo, who had used an idiom that the police were fishing for evidence from the wrong pond. But Miss Kumalo chastised Mnisi, who is always with a beaming smile from ear to ear, for not understanding what she meant. <laughs> I'm a poisa abefisha go pond eodwa. Angbuzingani guting kunumaga yipi pond before speculator guting kunumaga. Our advocate still smiled, although this time it was clear he felt the punch on the rib cage. Because of her own request to the court, we cannot be shown the face of Miss Kumalo, which is a pity because I can only imagine the smirk on her face as she takes on the so-called Leonard men and women in robes and scarves, but without wigs. She may not be seen, but she sure is heard. And for the purpose of this podcast, that is enough. Voice is mightier than face. Okay, I created that adage. When the same Mr. Munisi tried to explain another question, Ms. Kumalo not only indicated that she heard him twice the first time, she accused him of being a bad listener, literally. Um, I see that you are missing each other, 
The battle lines were drawn. And it would seem Ms. Kumalo was the one shooting the most fatal shots. Our good Mr. Mnisi seemed flustered, and with his robe on the floor and his smile even drier, he extended an olive branch. But Miss Kumalo, smelling blood, would have none of that. Thank you, ma'am. Me and you are on the same page. I, I don't see it like that. They say never kick a man when he's down. Like me, Miss Kumalo comes from a different school of thought, though. What could possibly be best time to kick than when a man is down? He has little defense from there. However, as we have seen over the years in sport and politics, there's always a problem when people don't know when to quit. The saying goes, quit while you're ahead. Not Miss Kumalo. She was enjoying the ride. She smelled blood and wanted more. Except in her cockiness, trying to ridicule Mr. Mnisi again, she threw the police and the state, for whom she is key witness, under the bus. And there were two intruders in the house. And here we see five people. As to how that came about, that we can leave to the police. At that point, I cursed at the cameraman in the courtroom for not showing the face of Advocate Baloi, the prosecutor. I'm sure he prayed for a pre-street type of explosion to bury him under the earth. Although her question would have been relevant in Fosloras, in a court of law, it could defeat the strategy of the state. Tough and sometimes gung-ho as she presented herself against long, tedious and hard cross-questioning, Ms. Kumalo reminded the court that she is not as heartless as she sounds. For now, I only have suspicions. I do not want to point out the poor person based on suspicions. At least the accused can rest a little knowing that she does not hold them in the same contempt as she does their legal representatives. Just another reminder that lawyers are at the bottom of the rung of the most trusted people. Inadvertently, Ms. Kumalo had opened the door for more participants in this comedy. Even the interpreter thought he had the right to get into the ring and deliver his own chirps. When Mr. Mnisi was trying to explain plaster of Paris to Ms. Kumalo, who seemed lost for a while, Mr. Interpreter could not help himself. That's correct. Yes. Oh, he had a cement. Oh, he, he yeah. had a plaster caster. I'm told, yes. I feel Yes. One thing was clear. Our interpreter betrayed his affection for Miss Kumalo. Or maybe it was his general dislike for lawyers. Then entered advocate Sipo Ramosepil, the man who replaced the disgraced Tifo. He thought Miss Kumalo was spent. 
only she was having a sparring moment earlier with Advocate Munisi. When Ramosepele asked her about how long it took her to observe facial features of the attackers in the business that was happening in that house, the hard to shake Mrs. Kumalo had just the answer. For how long did you observe the facial characteristics of both accused and in particular, I mean, sorry, both suspects, and in particular, the second suspect? How long did you take in that busyness to observe the facial features of the second suspect? Firstly, the kitchen light is very bright. You can even see a fly passing. At that point, I wish I was a fly on the wall in that courtroom to see the faces of everyone in there. When her brief and seemingly flattering flyaway tussle with Mr. Ramosepele was done, next in the ring was the fourth defense advocate, Zitulele Ngumalo, whose demeanor gives away that he watches too many legal series on TV and fancies himself as one of those tough lawyers. But he did not know what was waiting for him when it came to Ms. Kumalo. When Ngumalo tried to display that his calculations of the time that lapsed between the events of the fateful day, <laughs> Ms. Kumalo was like, who's counting? But my calculations, uh, ma'am, is going along your estimation. It's not something from me. It's something that you, you told the court. So I'm basing my estimation on what you told the court. And the reason she doesn't count? You can also calculate. So, don't bother yourself, Miss Angie Mutsecha. This is one candidate you will not get into your math literacy class, even for a 35% pass mark. The battle was never going to be over until Ms. Kumalo met the rottweiler of the defense lawyers, in this case, Advocate Mshololo. It was a case of which Zandile will prevail. It was late in the day. Mshololo was probably hoping Ms. Kumalo had used everything in her arsenal. Far from it. It did not take long before there was dust in the crawl. When Mshololo wanted to insinuate that Ms. Kumalo's poor memory was due to a consumption of alcohol, the latter came back with her own left hook. Uh, let me explain this. Uh, the, the freezing on my part happened when the, <coughs> sorry, when the people were already inside, not before. And the migrant would keep animal in a cell phone. And after he had said, take out the money and cell phones. This other thing were with regards to the insult. No, that I didn't hear. Maybe it's because you were frozen or it's because we had taken alcohol. Okay, assumption. <coughs> that is your assumption. But our Zandi not the one in black robes, was not done. At least not yet. Advocate Mshololo was sure she had cornered Miss Kumalo when she attempted to expose her inconsistencies in her evidence. But Zandi came back 
with a vengeance. <laughs> I didn't see that he was carrying or whether there was anything that he was carrying. Okay. If you are unable to see what he was carrying, then how were you able to see, to recognize his face? Uh, when the people when sorry, when a person enters the house, uh, do you first look at their hands or the face? Sometimes when the fight is not going your way, you have to pull all sorts of tricks to defeat your opponent. Advocate Mishalolo tried a new tactic, but even that one did not work. And the trick, did it pass the trick? What's the relevance? As if she had not taken enough beating already from Miss Kumalo, Judge Ratamu rubbed salt into the wounds of Advocate Mishalo. Why should the singer be qualified? You just sing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. Any of a gentleman called Mashatin in Bojoman. When he sings, and I sing, and you sing. When all else fails, pull rank. That's another one of my created idioms. And pull rank is exactly what Advocate Mshololo resorted to. She realized that she could not win in the mud with Ms. Kumalo. So she raised the stakes. When we are answering, you don't direct answers to me, but you direct answers to the court, and you refer to the court as my lord. But Miss Kumalo had the last word. That's what you are saying, advocating Shola, not to me. And I don't think I would come where from wherever I'm coming from just to come and get bought here in court. And lie to the court. The jury is out. It is not clear whether or not the testimony of Ms. Kumalo will lead to the conviction of the suspect, or indeed save her from one day being charged. One thing is clear, though. She did not leave us with one dull moment in the past two weeks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please send your comments to me via email on rems at remsmabote.com. Let me know what you think of this podcast. Download the My Sowetin app and listen to more of my podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at remsbythehorns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Rems Mabote, goodbye and God bless.